And now, direct your attention to the field for the presentation of the Vince Lombardi Trophy. On behalf of the NFL, thank you to the city of Tampa for a wonderful Super Bowl week. In a season we will never forget, you are the Super Bowl champions. We will always remember. Joel, to the entire Glazier family, congratulations. Congratulations, Coach Arians, to a great organization, great players. The Vince Lombardi Trophy is staying in Tampa Bay. Freshman, if you want to know the road ahead, ask the person who's been there. We found that person. Ten Super Bowl appearances, seven victories, Tom Brady. Let's give that trophy to Bruce Arians. Coach. Yeah, I have so many people to thank. My wife, Chris, Jake Christie. My mom's up there, she's 95. Love you, mom. But now, this really belongs to our coaching staff and our players. This is your trophy. I didn't do a damn thing. You guys won this game, all right? You came together as a band of brothers, and you made it happen. So proud of all of you. Thank you. Why don't you hand that off to number 12. Jason, congratulations. Let us bring in Tom Brady, Super Bowl champion for the seventh time. And Tom, you're also Super Bowl MVP. The odds you had to overcome to get to this game and to get to this point right here. How special is this night for you of all the great things you've accomplished? I'm so proud of all these guys down here. Everything we uh, dealt with all year. We had a rough month in November, but BA had all the confidence in us. The team had a lot of confidence. We came together at the right time. I think we knew this was going to happen tonight, didn't we? We ended up playing our best game of the year. And there's more to come, right, Tom? There's yeah. more to come as far as football. Yeah, we're coming back. We're coming you back. know that. Coming back. Tom Brady's coming back. That's right. Cue the Sandman. It is going down. You heard it here before the show. You heard the sounds of the Bucks celebration as the buck stops here. For at the, the Chiefs. At the end of the season. <laughs> uh, but Johnny going on man we, we did it yeah who do you think you are I told you we did it oh my god I knew I we mean, would do it I mean I, I said it too and no you said that we were gonna get beat by, we was gonna get shellacked by the Packers I said the Bucks <laughs> stop here I that's what I said hey hey you know, I, said. I did not say you know, shellacking I did not say getting <laughs> slapped or clapped Listen, when anybody says the Bucks are going to lose, I automatically assume <laughs> and hear that they're getting shellacked, Don't slapped, you put words slapped. in my mouth at not all. words in your mouth. It's not words. It's interpretation at no, its best. I said it in a way there is no room for interpretation. <laughs> I mean, you said the buck stops here. I mean, the buck stops here means that they're not even going to show up. I was saying at the end of their journey, but I'm not going to You made up for it. I did. Oh, I made up in a a big way, Doc. 
No, no, you really did. Because, I mean, you said everything that you said came true. I mean, Levante David and Devin White were flying all over the place. Todd freaking Bulls. Uh, I mean, I didn't know what was going on. At one point, I saw a defense in Madden that nobody ever calls the three, the quarter, three-man deep, you know, and I was like, is he really pulling out the quarters? And not only pulling out the quarters defense, but then he blitzed both corners out of this defense. Yes. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, is he serious right now? Uh, but he really was uh, calling a really, really good game. It was um, so good. Like, like even our favorite, he has the huevos meme doesn't really apply to this because this was like bigger than that. This was I know how to beat you now, and you're going right. to have to beat this. So I assume, and we, we talked about it two weeks ago. Um, you know, I think we jokingly, I might have said, hey, he's going to go back and look over that Oakland tape. But I don't think this had anything to do with Oakland. It was no, like, hey. nothing to do with Oakland. This was, it, this was the perfect plan. The it was perfect, like, I don't care what happens. If you're a Chiefs fan, it's the perfect crime. But it was the first, it was a perfect plan. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, in that. In a way part. to attack a fragmented offensive line. We'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah, let's talk to about that. In a moment. Attack Patrick Mahomes because mm-hmm. he was completely under the rest from Jump Street. And to mitigate and minimize the impact of a Tyreek. As well as a Travis. So there's a lot going on. There there's a lot let's, going let's on. Let's talk. About, let's continue to talk about Todd, though. We're gonna we're gonna get to everybody, yeah. but let's continue to talk about the defense first because the defense did a great job keeping everything in front of them. Um, and honestly, there were some times where, even though they did everything correctly, because you have such a stellar quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, which I really want to make sure I give him some time, but um, they still had chances to make plays, even though this defense was really having Patrick run for his life. I yes. think they said he ran over 400 yards scrambling yeah, away. Almost 480 yards scrambling. Oh my goodness. It was so ridiculous. But the throws First that he was all, making. Whoever was, decided to make that a stat. Hey. Hey. And, and this is a stats guy saying this. You have way hey. too much time in your hands. Um, this is but, the first time I've ever heard of anyone using this in a discussion or a debate. Mm-hmm. The amount of scramble yards the uh, quarterback uses before throwing the ball. I have never. Maybe, I'll say this, maybe Mike Vick or Randall Cunningham. And that's a big maybe. Because Mike Vick did used to, I mean... He ran back and forth a lot. I will say that there's there's a chance, maybe. Uh, but nonetheless, the defense did a great job. Um, you know, Todd talked about forcing them to the left, in which there were times where, you know, even though I didn't want to talk about the game uh, during the game with you. No, you, um, you, you tried not to, then you just you were just going into it. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't think I did it too good because we weren't cocky. We were... Uh, we were staying in tune, waiting for that final, you know, zero, 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 zero to come up. Um, but they really, really dominated them. Uh, you could tell that, you know, Patrick was off a little bit, but yeah. we're going to get there. We'll, we'll get to the, we'll get to the, shout, I mean, shout out to 
JPP and Shaq Barrett and Indomitian Sue, who, you know, really was pushing and collapsing this pocket um, against that offensive line that you mentioned, uh, really, really causing some havoc. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, Devin White and what Levante David did um, to cover Kelsey and the things underneath uh, was truly tremendous. And I mean, them boys been playing like buns all year and I'm so happy that they had an opportunity to play their quote unquote best game yet this, at the time. That really this mattered. honestly is their best game. Right. This is their uh, best game, which, which is what Tom Brady alluded to before the game where he said, we haven't even played our best game yet. And then they went out and had this kind of, this kind of outing. I mean, yeah. shout out, shout out to your secondary. They did a good job because they, I mean, they they believed, and and that's another thing Todd talked about. They believed in the system. Yeah. Uh, they they believed in the game plan, and um, they and, were able and to. They went into the game pissed off. They got embarrassed. Yeah. They got embarrassed. That's the thing that people kept talking about. Well, you know, they got embarrassed. You know, this is this could be something that could happen again. Well, what about their defense? Their defense is playing really good in the playoffs. I mean, it's still Patrick Mahomes we're talking about here. I mean, right? They're gonna get slapped. They're gonna get clapped. They're gonna get shellacked. It's like, uh, but I mean, listen to what Tyler Bowles has to say here. Right? Hey, Todd, this is three weeks in a row. You've gotten a second chance at an elite quarterback. Just tell me what goes into giving these guys the confidence to execute and win as much as they have in the last three weeks against such good competition. Just trying to put them in, put them in the best situation as possible with the other defensive coaches and making sure they understand what team did to them the first time and understand what they might do to them the second time while at the same time executing our game plan to the fullest. And those guys did a good job tonight. In this clip, as you can see, he goes over how they felt and pretty much it goes to show that not only are these young players hungry because you got to be hungry LeBron, but also that they wanted it, you know, they like they, they, they wanted this, like, they, which I'm not saying that the Chiefs didn't. No, but, but the Bucks wanted it more. The yeah. Bucks because wanted think it more it. and, and the term we must protect this house. True. Like, is a reality with this game. The, the I'm pretty that, sure they felt disrespected about the, fact, the, uh, the yeah. cannon not going off. The cannon not being able to go off. I'm pretty sure they felt a little, little something about that. But you know, uh, that's neither here nor there. I can't disagree with that. Um, it's hard for me to find fault in the NFL yeah. not wanting to do that. I understand that because they were technically the visiting team, which is kind of dumb. Well, no, they weren't. That's the part that was kind of weird because they keep they, saying they were the visiting team. That's why it was so weird because the Chiefs actually called it in the air. That's why it was so weird. And, maybe, and the referee maybe, said. Maybe they called it at the during game time. Then because oh my God. The they kept so saying the Buccaneers was the visiting team. Do you want to crown them? Then crown them then. <laughs> uh, but but, go, but so, continue what you were saying. So let's talk about the offense. Because as much praise, I mean, we can go on and on and on about this defense. We can talk about a lot of the plays that they made. I mean, come on. The fact that the fact that Patrick Mahomes saw his life flash for his eyes when he seen Dominican Sue coming up. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to that um, when we get to the official portion, uh, yes. the refs, which everybody wants to talk about. But let's talk about the offense. So let's talk about the um, offense. Tom Brady, 21 for 29, 201 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, no which picks. is completely opposite from my Madden 21. Only one sack. Uh, Give it up. Only one sack, and that was the one that he kind of just like folded under pressure. Um, but my Madden simulator, which I did, kind of had a similar score, I guess, in reverse, uh, having the Chiefs w- uh, win. I think it was like 38 to 10. Yeah, it was 38 to 10, uh, which I told you not uh, to trust Madden 21. Hey, you got to run it and see what happens. But um, they ran the ball really, really well. Fournette, 16 carries for 89 yards. Ronald Jones has some really, really strong runs, 12 carries for 61 yards. Uh, of course, Fournette got the touchdown. Um, despite the fact that uh, there weren't as many people catching passes, this is that moment where John Gotti was like, watch Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski just connect in this game. And uh, they connected six times for 67 yards. Fournette caught a couple passes. Uh, Mike caught a pass. Uh, Chris Godwin caught a couple. Antonio Brown got in the end zone. Uh, Cameron Bray caught a couple passes. So he was spreading it around. Um, and it was clean. I mean, 21 for 29 is a clean game. Like, yeah. that's a clean game. And the passes that Tom missed, um, one to uh, Tanner Hudson in the end zone, which you said, you know, oh, my God, like, just, I mean, it was right there. They are talking about this could have been 38 to 9. Because yeah. he was, like, wide open. Oh, and also – the drop by the offensive lineman. Yes, right there oh in my the end zone, and he got absolutely yes. thrilled. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I was so shocked to see him out there. Like I was so shocked to see us call a play where we threw the offensive lineman, uh, Joe Haig. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a immaculate, immaculate play calling. I didn't feel like it was too predictable. Um, I didn't feel like they were. Um, doing anything yeah just going through the reads of things like yeah i felt like it was really intentional and this two weeks they really really said hey we gotta go out here and we gotta win this game go out there they did it they executed so well the fact that they utilized the play action they played some amazing um rpos there's a few plays for some rpos that they got some pretty Mm -hmm. good yards from as well too and just utilizing the uh the screen plays as well too like that was yeah, that was like huge, just, and it just was something these that tight uh, ends wide open Gronk, yeah, Gronk, but like they just let these tight ends wide open with these screens, which is something that of course Tony Romo was saying in the game that we needed to run the football, run screens, and run play action. I think that's what he said, mm-hmm. um, and they did it. They really looked good. Like I said, for him to only have eight. You know, eight incompletions, you know, three touchdowns could have been five yeah. easily. <laughs> um, but awesome game. Uh, the one thing that this leaves me, you know, thinking, um, of course, we're going to move on to the Chiefs in a second. But uh, this has me thinking like and I want you to I want you to answer this. And, okay. you know, you can you can make this answer as short as you like or you can go into detail. Um with the same team, do you feel that Jameis Winston could have done this? No. Any elaboration? Uh, you just you just don't believe it. 
the talent is there. We can't not deny it. it. Jameis Winston mm-hmm. is absolutely talented. But leadership and motivation to push not only yourself, but the people around you towards something bigger is still something Jameis hasn't got in the NFL. College, of course, he had that. Mm-hmm. He had it, I yeah. can't deny that. Mm-hmm. But NFL and the college game, two totally different beasts. I do not think Jameis Winston would be able to get these Buccaneers, same squad. To same squad. Same squad. And that's what I'm saying. It had point. to be the same squad with Gronk, with Fournette, like the same exact squad. I do not and honestly, so. and, I don't and, believe so. And either. I know people want to say, well, you know, you talk about the interceptions. No, it's the intangibles. Yeah. It's calling your teammates in the offseason, like, hey, let's go throw the ball around. Exactly. Uh, you know, because this is where it started. It started at a Tampa Bay High School, I think it was. It was. Or in a park, you know, during quarantine in a park. Like, hey, guys, let's go to the park. Uh, I want you guys to fly up. It's, you know, reaching out to your center about butt sweat. Yep. I mean, who does that, right? <laughs> that Those are intangibles. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, but... Um, let's, I just want to throw it out there because I know there's some people out there that are saying this is oh, a stacked I know, team. I know, I know who you're talking about. No, no, there's a lot of people. It's not just one person. There's a lot no, of people know, say this I is know a stacked team. I know there's one in particular, though. I know there's one in particular, <laughs> but we're not talking, talking about, you know, general overall population saying that Tom Brady chose a stacked team. Let's not forget this team was quote unquote seven and nine. They were on the cusp of all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, I just feel that the addition of Tom Brady hitting my funny bone. <laughs> um, yeah, but <laughs> I'm not doing this with you though. Tom Brady's addition was huge. Obviously, Leonard Fournette, Gronkowski, and uh, AB. So I think that's good. Um, but you know what? Let's take a quick break. We're gonna come back. Let's hear from Patrick Mahomes and how he felt about the loss. And we'll be right back after that. Not, not, not really any. Um, they had a good game plan. They kind of took away our deep stuff. They took away the sidelines, and and they 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 did a good job of rallying to the football and making tackles. Um, uh, we we weren't we weren't executing early. Uh, had a few miscues. Um, guys weren't we weren't on the same page. Um, but I mean, credit to them, man. They played they played a heck of a game defensively and offensively and beat us. There he is. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes for, you know, keeping it classy. Uh, even though I personally wasn't keeping it classy. Um, no. Obviously, talking about his toe in the beginning. I don't know if you remember that statement that I kind of hope they gave him the I'm going to get you sucker toe. Oh, now you're going to shoot me in my pinky toe. Well, go ahead. Shoot it in. There it is. Shoot. Quick, go ahead. Take your best shot. 
didn't have to shoot that old lady in the foot. Any type of toe. Uh, I mean, I was hoping that somebody would step on it. <laughs> and Dominic, uh, you know, uh, but you know, uh, I made a I made a comment during the game, and I said, "You made a lot of comments during the game." So yeah, nah, this particular this okay. particular one, um, Patrick Mahomes. I said, if he was a stock, I would have purchased it right during the game. He was so good. Um, his scrambling ability obviously was there. Unfortunately, he had to scramble. It was very unfortunate. Yes. Uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't throw, a, a, a luxury to scramble. It was a necessity no. that he had to scramble. Yeah, it was really, really bad. Um, but the throws that he made, and it was so funny because there's a gif out there of NCAA 14 where the quarterback's going down and his back is he's literally going down forwards. Like he's going down toward the line of scrimmage and he's throwing the ball leaning back this way. And it's like the funniest thing ever. He throws it like 60 yards down the field and somebody poses that in, you know, conjunction with what Mahomes is doing and really almost completing these passes. Um, And that's the part that I was always concerned about because there's a lot of drops. There were a lot of drops. So I'll get to that in a moment. So here's the thing that people keep forgetting. Patrick Mahomes played baseball. He really did. And, you know, we would have an October here, so he can't really talk about it. But they could throw. Mm. They could throw. No, he can throw. In any which angle, which, of course, is a lot of things people are praising about mm-hmm. but like these are things that he can literally do and right. he just flicked it i know which one you talk about the layout it was two know? of them he did two of them it was a lot uh, of one it was, it was quite a few one i think one um one you he, know. Was all, he was almost he almost had his knee down and he just like mm-hmm. it, uh 25 yards i believe and it hit uh i want to say tyreek hill in the face actually yeah that one and then there was another one i think where um, I want to say it was Higgins uh, yeah. or Pringle, one of those, yeah, and, and they, they almost caught it in the corner of the end zone. It was like the perfect location, though. Like that's where, like the one that Tyreek Hill, he wasn't even looking. Like he wasn't looking, and I was like, "Yo, this guy just threw the ball, you know, thirty, forty yards down the field without looking, going, coming out of a sack or about to be sacked." Yes. Um, and we'll get to some of them sacks and the, the penalties in a second. But, yes, I mean, but, this guy is, is really I good. Feel like, I feel like people really try to downplay his baseball career. Like, he, like these baseball players can do this legitimately. But, you know, there's a difference, man. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but there is a major difference between throwing a football and a, and a baseball, though, too. The only thing that's different is a bigger surface area to grab it. And listen, <laughs> that's all it is. Throwing, no, throwing a football um, with the spiral, I, I mean, that size difference makes a huge difference. I like, am I mean, right now, I am pretty sure Patrick Mahomes can do those same throws 50 yards deep in the same fashion that he did during the Super Bowl. I'm guaranteeing what a baseball or a football that he could do that with a, with a football. Of course he could do it. We've seen it. But it's it's 
it's not easy though. Like it's not an easy thing to do. That's why they're bigging it up. Like not everybody can come over from baseball and do what Patrick Mahomes is doing. I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson could probably do it too, but I get what you're saying. Russell Russell can, but see Russell's the only thing about Russell is that I think Russell can, but he can't do it like Patrick. <laughs> like he can throw on the run. But I think Russell's arm movement, the way he throws the football, not like Patrick. I'm, yeah, I, mean, I think they both play different positions too. So, yeah, definitely without question. But I mean, I, I can't downplay that, man. I mean, like if I was a casual fan and I didn't have a team, I probably would be a Patrick Mahomes fan. I, I would have State Farm. Yeah, you know, I didn't have and, it. And I don't mind people being Patrick Mahomes fans, but like. You know what? We won't get there. Let's let's continue talking no. about the rest of the Chiefs because we're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about the game itself. So yeah. we'll, we'll get to that. But okay, Patrick so Mahomes, Pat- no fault whatsoever. Here's here's a quote from Jackie McMullen uh, from Around the Horn that I really liked. She said, "The way that he, the way that that he interacted with the media after defeat made her like Patrick Mahomes more." than the way mm-hmm. that he was in victory. I mean, of course, because that's that's the true definition of a champion. I mean, he won it last year. He knows how it is. And he also knows that, hey, we still got a really, really good team. It's not like this is the end. No. I mean, who, who in the AFC is really, really challenging the Chiefs at this particular point? We haven't seen anybody. And, of course, We'll see what happens next season, but yeah, I, I still think it might be the Bills. I think they just need they just need something. Just not ready. I just don't think they're ready. Um, I just think they need they need something. Yeah, uh, I, just don't think I feel like they're like three pieces away, honestly. Uh, and and that's another thing. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with you know Lamar Jackson. Like, will he take that that step forward? Um, step we're going to see. Or a step back, exactly. Will will they adjust the offense? You know, because he's really not a runner. Like they don't have to run him, you know, like they're doing. He can pass. He can throw as well. He's a he's a guy who threw a lot of touchdowns at Louisville. Um, but this is about the Chiefs. They ran the ball relatively well. Yes. Nine carries, sixty four yards in the second half. Unfortunately, uh, even though it seemed like a terrible game. For Tyreek Hill, he still had seven catches for seventy-three yards. Yeah, uh, Travis Kelsey had ten catches for one hundred thirty-three yards. A couple of drops really, really, excuse me, really, really hurt this team. Um, really, it could have been, which I was terrified of. It, this could have been a you know a closer game uh, had they caught some of them passes. Um, but again, same with the Bucks. Had the Bucks caught those two touchdowns, we're looking at a completely different game. Absolutely. Uh, but offensively, it was stale. I, I just think that um, they got checkmated. I mean, it, it was yeah, I, it I was nothing they, more than that. They couldn't adapt early enough. They didn't expect. I mean, listen, what Ty Bowles did, I didn't expect. So if I didn't expect it, you know, I don't know how they could have expected it. They played this high-low uh, they oftentimes look like cover three, but it was really cover two or cover four. It was there was a lot of man. There wasn't too much pressing, um, but it was a lot of movement. Um, I did notice that the Bucks were switching their linebackers depending on where Kelsey was. 
Uh, so I assume they were letting Levante stay on Kelsey no matter That's where he did. went or, That's what they did. or reverse. Uh, but it was insane. Um, it, and the Chiefs just they just didn't have the answer. Um, and what about their they, defense? They their defense. So he's already spelling, folks. <laughs> number one, um, you already know. I felt like Brashad Breland should have got tossed out of the game. Uh, number one, he shouldn't have been able to play in this game after his German suplex versus the Bills. Um, I thought he should have been suspended indefinitely. Um, as far as everybody else, obviously Tyron Matthew, you know, had a couple of hiccups, you know, where he kind of got emotional, I guess. Yeah. Um, and this will lead obviously into the officials portion portion of it, but um, the people that I were worried about mostly, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, um, to coin a phrase that we've used several times over the last couple of years. Those guys were neutralized. They were. They were. Oh, my God. They were. And we didn't really talk about your offensive line. Um, but, yes, uh, there wasn't really much of a fact during the game outside of the one sack uh, to Tom Brady. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, there's not really a whole lot to write home about. Like, maybe in the first quarter, yeah, you could see, first, you know, they two probably, drives. Yeah, like. That was probably their best. But like after they, they that, were still, I mean, you know, honestly, the Bucks were pretty much able to do whatever they want. I mean, they, they the first couple of drives, you know, like you, I think you said it, they were throwing jabs at each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. kind of seeing what was going on. Um, there were a couple penalties that happened that, you know, obviously weren't there. I guess it's time for us to really get into well, that. Well, before, the penalty. That, before that, though, let's just... And I'm going to say this objectively again. The Chiefs secondary were holding the entire first half of this game. So, so listen, um, I, I'm not going to say all that. Um, I will say. That's that, what I said objectively. So. Yeah, very. That's why I'm not. I, I didn't say it. He said it, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. That was proud. John Gotti, not not the Tampa Bay fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, at, I, me at, at Professor John yeah, Gotti, by all means. Johnny please, Gotti, yeah. I had to, I had to um, educate people after the freaking game. But so, yes, to me, to... I didn't feel like, so I didn't feel like, you know, and this is going to sound objective, of course. Like, it's going to sound objective, subjective. It's going to sound, you know, it's going to sound like I'm being a homer, you know, like, but. I didn't see too much buck penalties out there. Like outside of the JPP, JPP literally jumping off sides. Like it was there like, was. and the and and the holding on um Carlton Davis. Yep. I didn't agree with the roughing the passer um, on the one that they called on the Bucks, uh, where they sandwiched Mahomes. It was really ugly looking, um, but I thought everybody was kind of. It was there. Bang, bang. It was bang, bang. Yeah, like, but I think they just kind of gave it to him because it looked so bad. <laughs> um, now, I will say this. One that was missed, um, I can say this without a shadow of a doubt, and Dominic Sue 
definitely punched him in the face <laughs> yes, as he was going down. You uh, did say that. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely did. Uh, and Mahomes was asking for the flag. And I don't think the ref seen it, but I mean, Sue, he was already going down. And uh, Sue came and, you know, Sue, he just kind of. Sue looked at Patrick on the way down. <laughs> Yeah. up saying we must protect this house. <laughs> yeah, like don't ever play with matches. Uh, he just, <laughs> you know, he comes out uh, saying, "Stop smoking." <laughs> yeah, like oh my god, like it, it was really. That's why the ones that I, I would say I can't believe the refs missed that because he definitely like cold cocked him right in the face. I mean, definitely, um, but uh, last time he manned up, jaw got stole. Jaw got stole. Uh, didn't step on the toe. Like I wanted him to, but wow. it's so that funny was close how that all just round just then. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but the pass interference calls on the Chiefs. I mean, come on, guys. Like, I don't think it was bad. I, I thought there was some hold. Like, literally, there was holding. There was illegal contact. Um, but I think since that Packers game, where people, you know, they they got that flag. I think that's all people think about is just like the quote unquote refs always bailing Brady out. But it's like that play down the field. Mike Evans is wide open. Mike Evans walked into the end zone. Walked into the end zone. (laughs) The guy pretends to stumble and And trips him. Grab his foot. (laughs) And they're like, oh my God, that's not a fly. Are you kidding? Are you, what, what are you, blind? Oh come on! Oh come on! Um, that was a that was a uh, that would have been an awful call not to call it because I was pretty upset with the one that happened later on with Gronk, where mm-hmm. Tyron Matthews literally tackling him prior to the ball arriving. Yep, and I'm like, you guys kidding me? Um, but well, obviously Tyron Matthew uh, with Tyron wanted a uh, OPI call on that second Gronk TD oh, and n- not even close, not even yeah. anything like that happened. He just beat you quote unquote impeded his direction. Like that's yes. literally passing the fear. It's impeding or holding or stopping someone from catching the ball with your body. Like, you yeah. can't do that. And the Bucks, the way they were doing it was the legal way. I, I think when um when we caught the first interception, the defensive back put his arm, like not even touching the receiver, put it puts his arm in the way of the ball, hits the shoulder, bounces up, pick, you know, uh, tip drill. Yep. Yeah, tip drill interception. Um, and and that's, that's what that's what both, we're talking about. Both picks were both uh, tip drills actually. Tipped. Yeah, so it's like we were playing the, the right way. Um, I'm not trying to hear about no flags. I'm not trying to hear about no fixes. Now, all of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of stories coming out that the NFL is rigged. Listen, we've been talking about the NFL and the NBA being rigged for years. Nobody wanted to hear it. Hey, uh, whenever it comes down to your favorite player, it's, it's rigged. But when it's other people's favorite player, no, nah, they won that fair square. What you talking about, man? They won a fair square. Didn't they you see what happened? They played the ball with a Yeah, like, I mean, come on, guys. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, but <laughs> So I think I think I gave you a list of the different reasons why people feel like felt like this game was you did. fixed. Do you remember you did. that? Um, 
I remember the one about Tom Brady. Two yep. is two of them are about Tom Brady. There's people who like Tom, people who don't like Tom, yep. uh, people who don't like foot, who don't know football. I yep. guess. Um, you got Chiefs fans, NFC no AFC East fans. I think yep. you said, and NFC South, South fans. fans. Yeah, that's what you points. said. Um, which there was a lot of hate. I mean, there was a lot of hate. I mean, there but I was happy hate, to hear there was hate. Even before the NFC title game, and let's just be honest and put that out. No, it, it is. And I, once the Bucks beat the Saints, honestly, after I think the Bucks beat Taylor Heineke, Heineke, yeah, which he was, people started I mean, talking about. Oh well, it's rigged. That it's fixed. How come the young guy couldn't get over? Like there, people talking like this is WWE. A lot of people were saying that that it was fixed like WWE, but honestly, the red football team had the best chance of winning. Honestly, when you really look at the way the games went, the red football team really, really played really, really well and and kind of held us in check. Um, Drew Brees just couldn't get you know get out Anything. of his own way. Yeah, he couldn't get things going. And then I think had the Saints switched to Jameis, it could have been a whole different story. Um, it could have been worse. It could have been better. But either way, it would have been a whole different story. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he chose to throw it instead of running it in. And then they chose to kick a field goal in the fourth quarter. That's and then their defensive it. back decided to hold, you know, Tyler Johnson on a uh, bang-bang play and pull a shirt. Um, but listen, they won the Super Bowl, man. I ain't trying to hear about none of that. They, I, and this is this goes back to what we talked about with the Lakers winning the championship. And we're not going to go too deep into this, but no. the reason why people don't like LeBron, right, is because he's probably one of the only – I won't say the only. He's probably one of the first players – to ever have a whole bunch of hype and actually excel and and succeed in that hype, like excel yes. beyond that hype. Um, that's why people get labeled bust so fast because they, they don't meet the hype. Tom Brady comes into the NFL. He got no hype. He's the sixth quarterback trade. He's the sixth or seventh quarterback taken in the draft right, in that draft. Uh, he he goes in the sixth round. Nobody knows Tom Brady. Who is this guy? Drew Bledsoe goes down. He starts dinking and dunking all over the place, winning all these games. And now all of a sudden, you know, 90 years later, he's the GOAT. So when he comes to Tampa and everybody's like, oh, my God, they got Tom Brady. They got, oh, my God, they got Gronk. Oh, my God. It's the Tampa Bay Patriots. That's what we were called. The Tampa Bay Patriots. Oh my God, it's him. Crank it, Jerry. <laughs> Here we are. You know, the hype the hype train is real. We talked about this. Yep. Um, were they, you know, hype or psych? I mean, really, like, you know, are they Super Bowl contenders or are they pretenders? That's what it was all about. Up to the midway point, I felt they were pretenders. I still believe up until yesterday that they were buns. I don't know what everybody else see, but when I'm looking at this game, I'm like, this team, I don't know who they think they are. 
but they buns. Okay, and until that clock read zero 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 zero, they were buns. I don't like the way they play sometimes. I don't like the way, you know, some people run through the little steam out the tunnel. I don't like any of it. They be buns from the moment they walk out of the locker room. I even said it to you yesterday. Um, dang, Devin White running out without his helmet. Like John Gotti. Where is his helmet? He's gonna play without his helmet. Yep. So also was complaining about the way Ronald Jones was running the ball. Exactly. I complain all the time because I, like Tom Brady, expect perfection when they're out here on this field, representing this Bucks team. But when I be seeing these guys out here playing this way, it's so ridiculous. It's so frustrating. Now, speaking and I hate of it. Doc's reaction. Okay. Let's spend the last portion of this segment to let the people know how you celebrated. Because <laughs> that by itself deserved to be talked about. So at the opportune time, uh, obviously when the clocks read zero, 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 the confetti is falling. Honestly, I didn't even see the speeches, like none of the speech. I didn't see any of the celebration, honestly. By the time I stopped celebrating, the equalizer was on. <laughs> oh my God, it was so crazy. It um, a pretty interesting episode. Yeah, it did it actually turn out to be pretty good, actually. Shout out to Queen of Defense in New Jersey. Um, but right. I went on the, that I, Yeah, that's right. I went out on the balcony, you know, and immediately. And this is exactly why we cued it in the beginning. The first thing that came to my mind was to take a beer and just, I mean, do this one can of beer and almost one gulp. Let it drip out my face. I don't even care. Like, I'm going to drink this beer. That's right. Pause, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to drink this beer and I'm going to love it. But... Oh, it was such a, a rewarding experience. I can hear the beer falling off the patio as I, you know, opened it and it just <laughs> flew everywhere. <laughs> and I'm just gulping it down with my buck shirt on or my mind over matter shirt, uh, which is probably covered in Napoleon's hair because I was holding them all game long, um, which I had to take that off because I started itching, of course. But that's neither to say. And then somebody called me and Man, it was just a good time, man. But nonetheless, I didn't see any of the celebration <laughs> on TV. <laughs> I had to go back and watch it. I missed everything. Like it was like a whirlwind of emotion. And then I got a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. In which I was able to um, pop that open, and as you saw, spill it on my phone. But the phone's okay. There, no phones were harmed in the making of that video. That was hilarious. Not to mention, uh, I don't yeah. think it finally like hit home until Monday. <laughs> like so, it finally I mean, settled in on Monday for you. <laughs> luckily, I was off on Monday, you know, and um, of course I had to run some errands. But luckily, I was off and I was able to really let it soak in and let it, you know, hit me like. I could call people and say, hey, how about them bunnaneers? Because them boys are bun still. You know, the bun meter, the bun clock starts over. It okay, because 
if history start if history repeats itself like it did on Sunday, then these next ten years is gonna be real rough or fifteen years or whatever it is. But we're gonna see what happens. Um, but Tom's there, man. They talking about extending him, so we'll see what happens. Well, let's take a quick break and let's come back with a final. Let's come up with a final segment here and see uh, what's next for these two teams. And we are back. And before we get into the future for the Bucks and the Chiefs, let's talk and give a quick show of respect uh, and our condolences for former Kansas City Chiefs head coach Marty Schottenheimer, who passed away today. Uh, really, really sad. He was really one of those head coaches that kind of symbolized 90s football for me. Uh, he was one of those guys that you always seen. Um, and uh, I'm sure he'll be missed by his family and friends. Um, but we're here to talk about the offseason for the Chiefs and the Bucks. We'll start with the Chiefs. Um, they have a few... They have a few free agents that they're going to have to try to to keep. Um, Some of those, of course, include Sammy Watkins, uh, Demarcus Robinson, Alex Okafor. um, um, Obviously, Suplex City himself, Prashad Breeland. You know, will he uh, continue to suplex in Kansas City? We'll see. Um, some offensive linemen, Mike Rimmers, and um, their center, Austin Raider. Uh, they have some some pieces to to try and, and kind of re, re-sign. Um, you know, do they kick the tires and re-sign Le'Veon Bell, who really didn't do too much um, for them? Uh, DeAndre Baker is a free agent. Uh, so there's a couple of people that they're going to have to re-sign, uh, and I'm curious to see exactly what their plans are. Um, but yeah, any, any notable names there that I mentioned that you think is a must resign for them? Honestly, like city. No, no, no. (laughs) Um, honestly, it's really hard to tell because so one of the biggest issues with the chiefs offense is you never know who's going to be that person. Like we know. True. We know Tyreek Hill is number one. Well, uh, Travis yeah. is number one. Tyreek Hill is number two. Like after right. that, it's kind of. I mean, and all of the receivers after that are on this list. You got Pringle. You have like everybody's on this list. So it's almost like the entire wide receiver core. Either they're going to re-sign one of these guys or they're going to have to bring in somebody new. Um, yes. So. I mean, it's it's really interesting, but I agree with what you're saying, though, without question. Um, but I think they are probably better off just getting some more people in. Honestly. Yeah, and it seems, and obviously they had the injuries in the Super Bowl to the offensive line. I do see uh, that uh, Kalechi Osamele is on here, as well as the other two or three linemen that I mentioned. So uh, this could be a really a new team. Um, next year, obviously, with Kelsey and Cheetah, um, you still have some really, really top players on the defense. Yep. Um, you know, who do they bring back? You know, they brought in Taco Charlton. You know, remember when the Cowboys cut him? Uh, so they have some players. Yeah, I think, you know, the, that, I think what the Chiefs need, they just really need a legitimate 
number three receiver. I think that's been okay. their issue. Like they don't really have a go-to number three receiver. And the thing that stinks is that the salary cap is going down also. So Exactly. Which is why the problem won't be able to sign not even a a fourth of, of those people. Right. Um so let's let's look at my Tampa Bay Bunnies, the Super Bowl champs. Obviously the top dogs. Uh, Levante David, Chris Godwin, Shaq Barrett. He got Gronk. He got Endowment and Sue, Leonard Fournette, who they've already come out and said they want to keep. Uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, finally, a kicker that's actually made some kicks in Ryan Suckup. LaShawn McCoy said he's retiring. Uh, we traded for Steve McClendon from the Jets. Um, Raheem Nunez Roches, who played some really, really big minutes in the, uh, the playoffs uh, with. You know, Vita Vea being out, some special teamers and Ross Cockrell and Ryan Smith, uh, the aforementioned Joe Haig, who dropped the uh, touchdown pass. Um, we have some other players, Blaine Gabbard, who's a backup. He'll probably be re-signed, and Ryan Griffin. Um, Andrew Adams is another player. Uh, so I don't think there's too many people. He can definitely get rid of Jaden Mickens. Uh, I'm not really feeling Jaden as a returner, so he can definitely go. Um, interesting one here, Aaron Stinney, who kind of filled in at right guard. He did really, really well. I was really happy with what I saw from him. So do you I think see. you do you think that's gonna end with him getting a pretty good contract though? So because after his I, performance, having to back up, like he's probably gonna get yeah. off the board. Somebody's probably going to try to steal him. I mean, and I would be happy for him, but I mean, that goes to show, like, you know, if you're, because we had Alex Capo, and Alex Capo is a really, really good offensive lineman, but what I saw from Aaron Stenny in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs, um, you know, he played really, really well. Uh, so I could see him being brought back. Um, that's a tough one, though. I mean, I mean so who do, who does your team prioritize to sign back first? I'm guessing so, it's Levante David and Jack Barrett, right? Yeah. Jack Barrett's number one. So, in my opinion, I think if I'm Jason Light, I'm going to Levante and I'm asking him, like, hey, you know, what's it going to take to keep you here? Because, I, I mean, personally, I want Levante to be you know, one of those bucks that retire a buck, you know, and I know, you know, when I have conversations with some of my buck friends, one in particular, he's always upset when players leave. Oh, no. Oh, darn. Randall L, exactly. Darn Uh, Randall L. Oh, my God. (laughs) um, But... I mean, right now he's making probably around ten to fit, ten to twelve million. I think it's ten million. Um, if we can keep Levante around that price, um, I mean, he's in his thirties now. Uh, he's thirty-one. This will probably be his last big, we'll say, quote unquote, big contract. So if we can keep him around that ten million. I think that'd be good. Um, Shaq Barrett. The good thing about Shaq Bear's contract is that he's already making $15 million. So if we could keep him around that $14 to $15 million, 
then we're Gucci, as the young kids would say. Next, though, is freaking Chris Godwin. I mean, I know we heard the report earlier today. You know, I think I reported to you that, you know, Mike Evans said he would, you know, give up some cash to stash people on the team. You know what I mean? Like, he, he said he would give it up, but it that's a lot of money, Mike. I know you make a good amount, but that's a lot of money to be able to not only pay you, but pay other people. And then you got to think about Antonio Brown. Do you, do you bring him back? Which Antonio Brown made a lot of money. He made $800,000 just for winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. So Antonio Brown is okay. I could see him keeping his contract low and going incentive-based. Um, but if they do decide, because you think about it, although Chris Godwin makes some great catches and I would love to keep him, you got Tyler Johnson. You, if you could bring AB back, you still got, you know, Gronk. You're going to get your tight end back, OJ Howard. Um, you know, you're still going to have a, a pretty good depth at receiver. So I think if anybody's going to be the cap casualty, <clears throat> it would be Chris Godwin. It's going to be Chris situation. Godwin. Um, and we and talked about this too. Um, and you were very happy, but but we did come to consensus that it is going to be Chris Godwin. He's going to want to make more money. Uh, now that he's a champion, he's going to want to make more money. And he's um, excelled. He's another person that excelled beyond that beyond that second that second round window. Um, you know, he's really excelled. Um, and now here's the caveat. So if Mike Evans says, "Hey, I'm going to sacrifice some money," if somebody like Tom Brady, Gronk, if these guys contribute, you know, let's say, and I've mentioned this, listen, JPP might be like, you know what? I won three Super Bowls, you know, I think I've had enough. And Dominican Sue, man, you know. I got my I, Super Bowl. I'm happy about my this Super now. Bowl. You know, I've proved myself better than Gerald McCoy all these years. Uh, you know, That's I, I, hilarious. I, you know, I'm the real number 93. You know, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, he might be another one that might take a cut or, you know, move on because you have those other guys. Um, but it's really going to just come down to like, hey, we want you, but are you working but with we us? Don't need you. <clears throat> yeah. I'm Chris Godwin. You know, you know that there's a high chance that you're going to be, you know, number one wide receiver people want to go after. Do you want to play for the Jets, the Lions, the Texans, the Patriots, a Washington football team? Like, do you want to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence? Like, you know... If that's what you want to do, because those are the people that probably would have the money to do it. Like, do you want to do that? Or do you want to stay right in Tampa with your pit bull and your girl, you know, your, your fiance? Do you want to stay right here in Tampa, you know, running around in this nice, beautiful weather, getting passes from the goatee, the righty, you know, <laughs> and just take a couple, uh, take a, take a, a small hit, you know, like. Instead of 
getting the 15 to 16 million, maybe your second contract, you take seven to eight million. Maybe, you know, like you take eight to nine million and, and you just rock. Chris, he's out. Do you want to <laughs> do you want to make money or do you want to run this back? That and that's ultimately gonna be the thing. And I can see Tom giving up some money. I mean, Tom don't need no money. Let's be honest. Tom do not need no money. No. He just sold it. He just sold his condo. I think he sold another house. He's got endorsements out the wazoo. He's probably gonna get another one. I mean, Tom don't need no money. Come on. Uh so um I, I said Gronk. Well, I just had a hilarious thought. Drew Brees oh. decides he's not resigning back with the Saints. He says, I'm gonna back up Tom Brady. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that would be too much. I, I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> I could see Drew because I think they said something about Drew doing redoing his contract in New Orleans. Also, that's that's one of those teams, you know. And again, that's something that Tom could easily do. Tom wants to run it back. Tom did everything for for AB to come in. I think Tom yeah, might AB's be like he's going to stay loyal to Tom. He's going to do whatever Tom wants to do. Gronk is going to come back oh, pretty yeah, cheaply yeah. too. Like, like that's what I'm saying. If those gonna, guys, you already said this, he's going to come back. It's really like the young Godwin. boys, like Godwin, like Godwin. and uh, Godwin and Shaq Barrett. I, I mean, but like I said, Shaq, Shaq, Shaq Barrett's already making. Yeah, Shaq's gonna stay. Yeah, Shaq's mm-hmm. already making fifteen million uh, on that franchise tag. Like, all they really, really have to do. Yeah. Is- so I, I read this, and I know you're gonna say, "Wow, they're bums." Uh, I read this Pro Football Focus article speaking of the Buccaneers, and they were saying, and I'll quote it. If it comes down to Levante David or Shaq Barrett on the defensive side of the ball, the choice should be the all-ball linebacker and nine-year Buccaneer. Davis has generated twice as nearly as much uh, WAR um, for Tampa than Barrett over the course of the last two seasons, and it's going to cost far less. I can understand why they would say that. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. You know, I love what Shaq Barrett brings. you know, can they do the same thing? I know that they uh, – it's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Um, I mean, I appreciate that, though, don't you? We just got to be talking about how, how you're trying to get the band all back together again. I do want everybody to come back together, but I mean, I mean Shaq got so his two I, rings. He got so two this is what rings. I'll say. I do know that they are high on Anthony Nelson. I, I know that. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, Anthony Nelson will come in. You also have the possibility, um, you know, if the Texans just so happen, I mean, if they just so happen. To free J.J. Watt. I mean. (sighs) J.J. playing yikes. And you think about it. J.J. is. He's in the last year of his deal. Right. 17 million. It's in that same area that. You know Shaq is in. He's 32 years old. You know he can move a little. He's not as not as dominant, but you know the work ethic is still there. Yep. You know him. He'll be second in the gym or on the you know in the building after Tom. 
uh, uh, you know, he might just beat Devin White there, like by by microseconds. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's that's just one of those things. Like, I mean, if I'm the Bucks, I really take a good hard look at this and say, hey, if we lose Shaq Barrett, do we make the deal and try to trade for JJ Watt? Maybe he restructures his deal. Um. Again, it's open, man. Like, like I said, I think it's going to come I mean, down to those you four got players, wiggle. We as do. far as your cast was, you got some wiggle room. We think about it. LaShawn McCoy is retiring. You know, we can let go of Mickens and some of those guys that I really, really don't care about. You make the decision on Stinney. Like, you know, I don't know if if he's the long-term answer. He really, really did good, though. Like, he really, really did good. Um, he's 26 <clears throat> years old. Um, I don't think he's making a lot. I, I mean, he's making pretty much the minimum. So yeah. he could get a, I think he'll get a bump. It's not going to be a lot unless another team says, Hey, we'll give you seven, $8 million, which is very possible. It is, you know, like he's, he's a young guy, 26 years old. Like, hey, we'll give you six, seven million. You know, and the the Bucks might just try to give them two to three million, and and hey, you better take it or you don't end up out of hell. Hey, well, we'll be seeing him play alongside of uh, Trevor Lawrence out there in uh, Jacksonville, baby. <laughs> exactly, um, but I guess last points about these both teams um, for the draft. Uh, who do you think? The, what do you think the Chiefs go after? And who do you think the Bucks? Uh, what what need do you think the Bucks go after in the draft? First round, second round, when whenever. The Chiefs, I mentioned before, they need a legitimate third wide receiver. Like, I think mm. that's a huge issue that they have. I mean, we they kind of got exposed that way. They didn't really have anyone else to really throw to outside of uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Um, so mm. them having a them having that legitimate third option will definitely, you know, get them pretty far. Like someone that Patrick Mahomes can throw to consistently. True. Not sporadically, like. Watkins no, and Pringle and Hardman and Robinson. Um, no, I get what you're saying. I think outside of that, uh, I think they need a I think they need a, a linebacker, someone that they can have as a project. And I think they just need a little bit more depth in their offensive line. That that's what I think they need that for uh, the Chiefs. The no, Bucks, I think the line would be good. Yeah, uh, for the Bucks, that one's tricky. So they have a lot of veteran leadership in this team. So can I? So can I? Can I give you a, a lifeline? Sure. So every year, I feel like in the first round, the Bucks draft someone to really they they draft the, the best player on the board, but it's always to replace somebody. So. When I'm looking at this, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Bucks take someone to replace one of those veterans. So just think about the veterans on the team and then say, okay, see, that makes sense. Now I can do this. So which veteran do you think the Bucks would try to replace? It depends or, on the free agents put, that they get back. Or put in position to replace. Because it could be somebody that's under contract for a while. Hmm. 
It's a tough one. I can I can agree. It's definitely tough. tough. Um, and I don't really know. I don't know because tight ends, <clears throat> the tight end position is pretty locked in. Uh, wide receiver. I mean, until Mike, right, calls it. I mean, right. he's right. still the lead dog there. But even if he does call it, I mean, Tom Brady has shown that he can freaking throw to anybody. He can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you think, offense or defense? I think it's going to have to be defense, at least for the first pick. I can I can agree with that. Uh, I think so it's going to be defense. I'll, so I'll say for the Chiefs, I definitely think it's going to be offensive line um, because they just need to make sure that they protect their asset. Um, you know, I know they, dollars, I mean, facts, I know they lost, you know, their top tackle and, the, you know, they had to flip some things around, but some of the other linemen, they, they really weren't holding up their own. So I would say that an offensive lineman will probably be in their future. If not that they'll be getting a defensive back to replace either Brashawn, call me suplex city Breland or DeAndre Baker, who hasn't been as successful as they would have hold, but you know, he's there yep. um, for the bucks. I could see them drafting another hybrid defensive lineman slash linebacker. And this is regardless of whether Shaq Barrett comes back or not. I think they're with the Anthony Nelson pick. Um, I think they are going to try and continue to get people on that front in that front seven. Uh, Cause for some reason they believe in the back four. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why, but they believe in Carlton Davis and they believe in, you know, Dean and, and all those guys back there, despite how terrible they play the whole year. Uh, they believe in the, their secondary's hey, ability. They, they stepped up with a count. They did, and I'm gonna give them flack forever. So you don't, don't have to worry about me. Um, but um, yeah, I think um, that's one of those things. Um, I think it'll be a defense alignment. I don't think we're gonna draft the offense. I don't think we're gonna draft the offensive player, uh, even if we lose Chris, Chris Godwin. Godwin, unless unless there's just a wide receiver there. If or, there's a wide receiver, that's best. Like at yeah, time, like like it's like, hard to pass it. Yeah, up. like if some ridiculous way, like you you found your long term solution on in your offensive line for last draft with Tristan Worth. Right. Oh my god, one of the best picks in my entire freaking history of liking the Bucks. I wanted Endowment and Sue so bad all those years ago. Yeah, you know, I, I like Gerald, but I wanted Endowment and Sue so bad. I wanted Calvin Johnson so bad. Um, but I just felt like the Lions were always in a position to take the players that I always wanted. But this pick, oh, I've been waiting for twenty for twenty long years. I've been waiting for an Iowa lineman. Oh my God. I wanted an Iowa or Wisconsin lineman. Like I felt like those are the guys that you go after and we just never did it. But 
if it just so happens, and I don't know if this is reality or if this is just like, you know, some crazy. If Devontae Smith somehow fell all the way down in the first round in this draft, the Bucks would have to take him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they would have to. Um, but most likely it'll be a defensive lineman. Um, they've drafted way too many defensive backs. Um, I think it'll be free agency for defensive back if they if they add anybody. Um, I don't think we need another linebacker, but they could go linebacker depth to replace Levante as, as this is his last contract, I'll say. Um, but most likely it's going to be defensive linemen. Most likely. Yeah. This is good, man. I mean, shout out to shout out to the Bucks, man. Shout out to the Chiefs. Shout out to the Bucks. Uh, what a great, what a great Super Bowl. We didn't really get a chance to say like how great the game was. Yes, um, I mean, it was really, really two minutes to talk about that. Yeah, it was a really, really good game. Um, I'm really happy with the way that they were able to, and by they, I mean the Bucks were able to play their style of football. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping that moving forward, you know, they come out faster and not play like they're playing the Giants that, that one game. Like, that team never looked like they were winning the Super Bowl. The team that played the Bears, I would have never known that this that team would have played in the Super Bowl. And whenever I see the Bucks on the schedule, I just <sighs> – I just clenched my cheeks. Yikes. Yikes. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed watching this game. Um, more so because everything that I said last show ended up being exactly what happens. I'm always happy when that happens. Um, I'm especially mm-hmm. happy. Shout out to you, Doc. Like your team won the Super Bowl, man. I'm pretty I'm I'm I was hyped for you. I was stoked for you, man. Like if anyone deserved, you know, I even said this, if anyone deserved to have their team win the Super Bowl this year through all the hardships, the tears shed, heartaches. I mean, it's it's Doc Leeson over here, folks. Like, like he deserved it. He is an example of a true football team fan who doesn't yeah. change jerseys like they do their underwear. I really don't. And um I just can't see why anybody would want to do that. Like, I know there's some good players out there and, you know, you want to ride with that player, but at the end of the day, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the, team, going you know, trend. Like, it's the going yeah. trend in sports. It's, it's what we have so, such an issue with, with basketball. No, I'm a rocket fan through and through whatever and happens. I'm a happens. Fan through and through. And I'm so glad we got Derek Rose and I'm happy about that because we didn't give up the whole farm. Like the whole farm. Did. Uh, so but, we'll see yeah, what happens. See you, Doc. Like you really, you, yeah, you really, know, really deserve it. this win. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Like seriously, man. Like, but you know what? That, I was just happy that you know your team made it to the Super Bowl, and they absolutely dominated the Chiefs. And now everyone's talking about, well, how did they let this happen? Well, if you watch the games, you would see the patterns. Yeah. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and come right back with Debate Amongst Friends right after this. 
At the end of every show, we like to do what's called the two-minute drill, where we go over stories and headlines that we didn't get a chance to cover during the show. This week, the aforementioned New York Knicks did acquire former Nick Derrick Rose, reuniting him also with Tom Tibbs for Dennis Smith Jr. in a 2021 second-round pick. Prof? I'm so happy about that. And I'm really happy about Fred Van Fleet, a player whom I spoke so highly of, who I really wanted to be a Nick, and he got in a contract extension of $54 million, and he is playing up to that contract. I'm just proud of him. Back to you, Doc. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of him as well. Uh, he's worked really hard. Uh, new coach Dan Campbell um, of the Detroit Lions has made a hire poaching that's right I said it poaching new Super Bowl winning offensive assistant from the Bucks Antoine Randall L and he's going to be hired as their receivers coach <sighs> that's so sad but I'm happy for Antoine Antoine Randall but that's all we have for today's show be sure to tune in next week for the finale as we will go over the season in review as well as your hall of fame choices for 2021 but tune in next week we'll be back for more news more analysis and the reads <laughs>